Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. It's called Stop the Internet Podcast. My name is Kelly. My name is Erin. We're back. We're post-spooky season. I just realized you can't see my upper half of my body because I blend right into this light <laughs> behind me. <laughs> Wait, you actually are. So I am just a floating head today. <laughs> Do you have any life updates? No, I don't. I mean, the Eagles are having a good run. Yes. That's the only thing. We saw the Taylor exciting. Swift concert movie. Yes, true. That was fantastic. I would say if you were unable to get concert tickets and you are a Swifty, ten out of ten recommend. It was really like being like at the concert. It was yeah. so good. It was it felt so up close and personal, and it was just phenomenal because it was like you were listening to all her best songs and just vibing. But like it was on the big screen. Yeah, Aaron snapped at little girls behind us. I did. They were being so annoying. Like they we... weren't little girls. They were teenagers. Oh really? I didn't really look at them but they were like talking the whole time and they were like not singing if they were just singing along to the songs like we wouldn't care everyone was singing yeah but then the talking and the texting like it was as if they were watching a movie at home just like in their parents living room they were showing each other TikToks I like turned around and saw what they were doing and they were like wait look at this look at that yeah and everyone I was sitting in the middle there was Kelly and a friend on one side of me and two friends on the other side of me and everyone on both sides of me was saying how annoying it was yeah I was about to move seats honestly and so I didn't yell at them I just turned around and I was like can you please stop talking during the movie yeah well and I they just stopped. Said you snapped at them did I say yell snapped I don't think I yeah. snapped well it was like a snap in a good way they needed to be humbled and they, they did they listened humbled. actually they did yeah no they were definitely just like teenagers and they were like Sunday night let's go like find something to do with the girlies and instead of sitting at someone's house to watch a movie they did that they definitely weren't like Taylor Swift fans that were there to vibe with the movie like they were there to hang yeah. out and it's like go do that in like your house literally in your house your mom's house your car anywhere <laughs> but here <laughs> yeah well it worked it worked and like, actually someone did say something nicely to them and they didn't listen so they needed to be yelled at oh yeah i did hear someone say something we needed to, them. to discipline them yeah <laughs> no if they hadn't stopped after that i probably would have yelled at them yeah or like gotten like the security guy at the front been, like, we probably would have gotten a paddle and because <laughs> <I'm just laughs> well no but it's like in the grand scheme of things you're in a movie theater talking over the movie yeah like, what are you doing who does that Teenagers. I never did it as a teenager. I was a well-behaved teenager, that's for sure. Okay, I I wish... I feel like sometimes you get lucky and our intro transitions into our theme. And maybe that's just because my real life experiences inspire the episode themes. So then the stuff that comes up happens to lead into them. I don't know. Or maybe I just get lucky. But... I was planning a full episode about like things that happen in public and like how oh you react God. to things. So it's not complete yet. I'm still working on it. But if any of the listeners have any interesting social debates that are good topics to talk about, feel free to leave them in the comments and maybe they can be part of it. But other topics include like seats on a plane, which I think we have a story about today, mm-hmm. and like tipping culture and is it rude to ask for tips? I forget what else. And is it rude to talk in the movie theater over a movie with your 12 best friends? I would say yes. I agree. I'm just trying to enjoy the movie. Agreed. Well, transitioning into our topic for today, I'm thinking a simple favor. Or is it? Hmm. So most of the stories are things where people have a request and it's like, 
is this out of hand or is it a simple favor? We will let you know. <laughs> Should we jump into it? Let's do it. It's weird because I'm looking at Erin on the visual screen and I can't, can't see, see her. Me. You literally, <laughs> I know, you can't see me. It feels like I'm here alone. I don't know I if it's like, <laughs> I don't know if it's the lighting on that screen or if it's going to look like this when this airs, but you really can't see I know, me at you all. Can't. I'll have to edit it a little bit. <laughs> well, if you can see Erin, you're lucky. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Let's get into it. I'll start with this one. Am I the asshole for asking that my husband not share pictures of us? Friday night, my husband, 28 male, and I, 26 female, went to a nice dinner hosted by my husband's company. The dinner was mainly to celebrate the great year he and his team had, so he basically was the center of attention. I purchased a new white dress for the night. When I put it on before we left, my husband told me that the dress was practically see-through and left nothing to the imagination. I looked in the mirror and he seemed to be exaggerating, so I told him it wasn't nearly as noticeable as he was making it out to be. You could sort of see the outline of my bra, but everyone wears underwear and, unless someone was deliberately looking, it wasn't an issue. We went back and forth a bit. I didn't have any other dresses that fit me, as I recently gained a bit of weight and haven't had a need to dress formal. He said he'd rather me dress more casually than wear that. After a bit of back and forth, he gave in and I wore it. We went to dinner. I got to meet a lot of his coworkers and bosses. It was lovely. Afterwards, he wanted to make a post on social media about the night and asked me to choose which pictures to include. I saw the pictures of me and my jaw dropped. The flash from the camera and the lighting in general made my outfit way more revealing than it looked in the mirror at home. You can see every roll, every freckle. It leaves almost nothing to the imagination. I was completely embarrassed and told my husband not to post them. He told me he has no pictures of him without me, so there's not really much he could post from the night. I asked him to Photoshop my outfit a bit to make my dress less revealing, and he said he doesn't know how to do that. After an argument, I won, and he agreed not to make the post, but he said he still wants to send some to his parents directly. And, I'm sorry, none of them look flattering. They make me look almost naked. He said since his coworkers and bosses saw me like that, he should at least be able to now show his parents as well. I feel like since my husband agreed that the dress was too revealing, he should be understanding that I don't want him sharing pictures of it with family. His coworkers and bosses are one thing. I never have to see them again, but family is family. He thinks that I'm not being fair. In his words, I insisted on wearing the dress and now I'm preventing his family from seeing pictures because of it. It's now Sunday morning and he's not giving in. I just want to forget about the whole thing and move on. He seems to really want to share the pictures of the night. I'm not sure what to do, whether I should give up and tell him to send it anyway to put it behind us or whether I should stand up for myself. So am I the asshole for asking him to not share pictures of us damn <laughs> why do i think this is so funny i mean it's kind of a dumb story you did this yourself yeah but i also get thinking like you look fine when you leave the house and then absolutely being disgusted at yourself in pictures like i get that that's too. true that's definitely happened to me before i think it's just it like was prefaced by him saying like that isn't okay and you saying yes it is and then being like oh crap it wasn't okay like i've definitely looked in the mirror and been like okay it's not like as bad as i thought it was going to be left the house and then been like oh this is kind of bad but didn't have someone else telling me not to wear it first yeah and then it's like it is just family. Like, I know it's his parents and you feel disgusting and revealing. and But, like, whatever. I kind of get why she didn't listen to the husband in the beginning. 
because if I had a dress that I really loved and I was really excited to wear it and like sometimes when you're so close with someone they can be like almost too honest almost like on Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Kim and her stylist disagree it's like they're so close that Kim sometimes just like disregards what the stylist has to say because she has her own opinions and I I don't think this is having an opinion about an outfit this is him saying like see through yeah I guess this is not that it's It's not like he's just saying I don't like it he's literally saying it's not like it's not like you spilled coffee on your sweater and you were like is it noticeable and he was like yeah it's noticeable and you were like no it's not like it's not like that's what this is more like it's not like you were like do you like my outfit and he was like no and you're like well then I'm gonna wear it anyway this has nothing to do with that he was like I can see right through your outfit and you were like no you can't I'm wearing it and then you're like oh my god you can see right through my outfit (laughs) like that has nothing to do with honesty that's like just the truth (laughs) also I kind of think that her perception of what's more embarrassing is backwards to me because if it was my family I wouldn't care yeah if it was my family I'd be like I was so embarrassed your son was right like I unless her mother-in-law is not on her side or like you know they don't have a close relationship like that aside it's but I would be like I would use it as like a laughing moment with my family and be like yeah that's the dress I really thought was a good choice and also like your family is going to judge you no matter what you do but like like your husband's coworkers and team, they don't know you. So like they already all saw these. I know. So but I would be I more know. embarrassed with the coworkers. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't even know me and this is their impression of me. Like family, like <laughs> they're gonna judge me no matter what I wore to that party. Yeah, and they know you every day, not just this like one outfit In that's that embarrassing. one see through rolly spotty outfit. Yeah. I think though there's a really, really easy solution and it is Photoshop. Like yeah. hiring someone or just asking someone in a face. Facebook group. We're in Facebook groups that are not even about pictures or photoshopping and people will constantly post and be like, hey guys, can you photoshop this pumpkin out of my engagement photos? Yeah. And then 19 girls immediately upload the same picture without the pumpkin. And it always looks good. Yeah. Like it's not like... It's so easy. Yeah. Like someone knows how. I feel like this is kind of making like a mountain out of a molehill. Like it, it ain't that deep. Just photoshop the dress to look better. Photoshop the dress. But I think that the husband should be able to post because it was his day, you know? It's his event. You dug your own grave. Yep. Fix it. And you wore your own see-through outfit. Was the dress black and blue or was it white and gold? Wait, what do you think? Do you want me to tell you really what happened to me? Yeah. Um, When I saw the picture... <laughs> what it if was... I was like, no, lie? <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the picture, it was black and blue. And I was like, what are you seeing that's white and gold? I was literally like screaming at my sorority sisters. I was like, it's black and blue. What are you talking about? And they were like, you're crazy. I think there was like 10 of us in a room. And they were like, you're crazy. It's white and gold. I'm like, I don't know, you guys, whatever. Saved it, downloaded it to my phone. And then two days later, I went to open it. And I clicked on the thumbnail. And it was white and yellow. Or white and gold and I was like oh my god and if I had not seen both I probably would have been driven up a wall by now not being able to understand but I personally saw both so now you're on white and gold yeah that's white that's and gold, white and gold? That shut the white fuck and up gold. that is blue and black to that me. is white and gold it's for me it was blue and black for all of it except one time I remember Trisha and her brother were over my house it was on the news And we were having the discussion with my parents and I looked at the TV and it was white and gold for like a split second. And then I looked away and that was the only time I ever saw white and gold. Which one is white, though? So the the cardigan is white. Yeah. You think the cardigan is white? Yeah. And then that top strip there is gold. And then are the stripes gold? Yeah. Like the lacy looking things are gold and everything else is white. Pure white. 
appear white? Is it in like a shadow or something? I mean, it's definitely like in a shadow. Like it's it's like you I'm know dim so lighting, but it is it is white. I know you can't try. I wasn't trying, and then it just. I want to see me. it. I want to see it the other way. I saw another video. Let me this see it is again. a this is a fun thing for people to do if you're bored. There's a video of a guy on a swing set in the snow. And he's swinging back and forth and you can't tell like the people that are taking the video are having an argument and saying he's facing us. And then some people think he's facing away. And I was like convinced that he was facing the school and their the guy's back was to the people. And then all the people like in the comments on TikTok were split and they were saying like no picture it like this. And apparently there's a YouTube video that demonstrates what it would look like if he was going the other way. And you can switch it in your brain. Like it's so oh. weird. It's one of those like Laurel things like you hear what you tell your brain to hear yeah but that's a fun one if anyone yeah the sound ones are interesting because you can literally hear what you want to hear right you can't change it no your eyes just do it to you and the swing was interesting because it depends on what angle he's going like in one in one perspective he's swinging like left to right and in the other perspective he's swinging right to left it makes sense if you watch it and then watch the video that explains like the two perspectives this dress thing i don't understand i, I don't know. it's so funny that we're talking about this in 2023 <laughs> like this is like 15 I feel years like old a whole bunch of scientists like talked about this this happened in i was a second semester sophomore in college when this okay. happened i just like cannot I in my where brain. i was arguing with my sorority sisters about it if someone can tell me how to switch it in my brain please tell me because i am so curious yeah i remember like scientists talking about it on the news and it's like we brought scientists into this yeah no but it's that's kind of what it is like why do our brains do, i need to watch these news reports yeah is it our brains or is it our eyes i don't know i don't know oh, <laughs> we should do a whole episode about this optical illusions <laughs> yeah i used to at my old job every now and then hang like funny polls or like different questions in the lunchroom and every now and then i would hang like an optical illusion and write like put vote for what you say um, and those ones got a lot of love. I just can't wrap my head around the fact that. So what if what do you see in this photo? There's a Halloween costume that was literally half and half. Yeah. What do you see in this? Two halves and halves. Yeah. And that's what the dress on the white side. That's yes. what it looks like. That is exactly what it looks like each time I saw it. And so when you scroll through every single dress on Google, <gasps> did it just switch? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I'm terrified. One of them is like tinted. Well, some people edit the photo. Yeah, that one's how- edited. No, I still see white and gold in all of them. That's crazy. Like this is you ever think about how when we all have like our favorite color, what we both think is green, it's possible that we are seeing different things. Yeah. And that's just what we learn is green. So like people with different colors, like what if we all have the same favorite color? Uh huh. It's so weird. Like looking at this, like we literally see different things. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. You know, it's wild. But it's weirder on something like this because this is like what society has told us these colors are and we still Did see Did we different. learn what the real color of the dress was? It's blue and black, I'm pretty sure. Because they took pictures of it and like, so what do you see in this? That's white and gold. That's like edited, yeah. Oh wait, they literally edited it to, to go up and down like di- yeah, darkness. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I'm seeing it change in front of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I just like don't. I want to see it the other way. 
I'm so confused. Yeah, I I don't know. I saw it black and blue for a couple of days, and I was like, I'm like ready crossing to, my eyes right now. I was <laughs> ready to die on that hill. I was like, it is black and blue. And then a couple of days later, I was, and I just like couldn't fathom how anyone could. I was like, what parts of this are white? What parts yeah. of this are gold? I can't understand it. And suddenly, I opened it, and I was like, oh my god, this is Wait, a white if I, and gold like, dress. Trick my eyes. You can't. You can't trick yourself. Like, no, because you can't I try see to the top like turning gold. No, you're not. You're just. That's just your phone i don't know it's pretty insane though i'm dying that we're talking about this in 2023 2023 so that was hold on i think 20 early 2016 probably now 2016 oh okay wow crazy and then there was like a couple years later there was like the same thing with like a pair of sneakers went yes because i were, like, just Tiffany saw blue or something i just saw that on tiktok too when my algorithm started changing to all these things yeah. that i can switch in my head because i can be like that's what green looks like in a shadow and that's what uh, white looks like in a okay. shadow i, I, I don't, don't remember exactly what it looked like but it's all know. fun it's all if you're ever bored just go and look up all that stuff yeah play with your mind a little bit yeah Get some exercises in your brain Okay, moving along. Am I the asshole for questioning my son's wedding guest request and calling him unreasonable? My niece is planning an intimate wedding with just 25 guests. My son is adamant about not attending unless his girlfriend can come along. They've been in a relationship for four years and live together, but they're not married. My sister and I are requesting him to respect the couple's wishes for a small guest list. However, my son argues that after four years together, his girlfriend is practically family and that he would rather not attend if she cannot be included. This has really upset my sister and my niece because they want the entire extended family there. We're wondering if we're being assholes if we insist that he must stick to the guest list. That is so hard. I know. Because, like, I can't stand people that, like... Like, get into fresh relationships and can't do anything without their girlfriend. And, like, you've been together for, like, four months and they have to come to your cousin's wedding. And it's, like, chill. Yeah. But, like, four years and they live together. Yeah. Like, they're already life partners. It's also interesting now when we see, like, more and more people are just not getting married and just not interested in getting married. But they're going to be together for life, whether they have kids or not. They are dedicated life partners. But they're just not legally married it's like where do you draw the line yeah where do you draw the line it's so crazy I think about that all the time because like I was in a relationship for so many years and there were many events that I didn't get a plus one to even though I was with him for so many years and other people who like got engaged within two years would like bring their fiance along and it's like you just literally met that person in the grocery store (laughs) and they put a ring on your finger like I've been with this person for a bajillion years but because um I don't feel like dishing the money out for a rock like I don't get to bring them yeah it's wild it is so wild to me I get when people draw a line yeah when it's like you're married or you live together or you've been together for so many years and you just draw a line either you're engaged and they come or you're not and they don't like I get that but sometimes I feel like it gets very touch and go with certain people and it's like how do you draw the line this is really hard because that is a really small group yeah. And, like, do they even have room? It's 25 people. Right. Like, literally, do they have room for another person? This is not, like, 200 people, and where can we squeeze an extra chair in? Yeah. This is literally small. It's such an interesting debate, too, when it comes to, like, oh, but what if they break up? Especially if the guest is not directly, like, immediate family with the wedding party or in the wedding, because... Mm-hmm. 
for example, that relationship that you had that lasted years and years and years, like longer than some people that were there, like some married couples that were there, your relationship had been longer. Yeah. But now that relationship ended. So I feel like people could look back and say, well, it Thank was God worth he it because come. he wasn't there. But just because a relationship doesn't last forever, like, does that mean that it's not valid in a partnership while right. you are together? And just because, like I said, with like, not to like be dramatic, like, like putting a ring on the finger that doesn't mean that you're not gonna break up and I am yeah like you literally people put rings on fingers to fix relationships and like I was very content where I was at yeah so like I don't know I really can't get behind that like oh there has to be like a standard for certain things like that really just like baffles me but I also get it because like when I was with that person for all those years and he didn't get invited to some events we had friends and family members who just had significant others who were not engaged or brought like their boyfriend or girlfriend to things that were together for like literally six months and then broke up before me and him broke up and it's like yeah like where are the rules being literally who is writing these rules yeah I don't understand and like not that I was ever like offended by it because in the best way possible me and him could go about our own business and like yeah did just in a healthy relationship like you're capable of doing so healthy and like yeah it sucked when like I would have to go to a wedding without him or vice versa when we were you know together three four five like all those years mm-hmm. you know even like the first year it's like you're in the honeymoon phase you yeah, want to bring like them excited. to everything yeah but then when you hit like i'll say the three-year mark and you're like oh my god like i still can't bring this person around just because there's not a rock on my finger yeah and it's also like where i'm seeing it as an outsider is like regardless of if you're married or not if you're dating someone for three years that's your partner in life so just because you haven't reached a certain step in life you should now have to be alone like I I agree I am so passionate about this yeah in the sense that like this whole topic in the sense that just because like if I'm a full adult and every one of my cousins like we have a big family and there was a long time where every single person was in a relationship except me and I was like oh cool so because I just haven't found love and like because I'm still single and like I was sad about it at the time I'm like yeah I'm 22 23 like I don't know how old I was but I'm like yeah I'm just single so like I am singled out and like I do not get to have the privilege of having a date and like having a default person just because I don't have a boyfriend like so crazy I just don't think that's fair no it's definitely not and it's like I understand where people have to like draw the line it's like oh we can only have so many people and we can't you know give everyone and their buddy a plus one to just bring someone for shits and giggles. I get it. I absolutely get it. Weddings are expensive. I completely understand. But in certain cases when like you are literally the only yeah. person and you have been. Yeah. You lit- I literally you have been the only person. I know. And it's like that is absurd. I get it. Weddings, it, anything like engagement parties. Like I get it. Catering events is expensive. Open right. bars at a birthday party are expensive. I get it. But when there is one single person who yeah. literally either has to third wheel or go by themselves that's just unacceptable yeah or I just I'm just talking to my parents and it's not like I have a bad relationship with other friends that are there but it's just like the principle you know yeah. it's just like, like you the, are literally oh, by cool. yourself like I get to be by myself again just because yeah. I haven't found a boyfriend like that's yeah. so sad like as a full-grown adult like I get it if you're like a teenager I mean you still might be sad about it at that point but I do have like a little more empathy you to, don't like, really a couple. understand yeah like you don't yeah exactly but I'm thinking like 
if someone is like 27 or even 25 or maybe they're a very very mature 24 year old and they've been on their own they're and, out of college yeah like yeah I don't I mean I guess you can't really put an age limit on this but like the thought is like this is a full-grown adult and they now have to come to this event where every other person has a date and they just don't because they don't have a significant other that's yeah. so upsetting to me I'm like I really want when I get married I'm going to try to not eat my words and try my hardest to give every adult a plus one and yeah. I do really feel like it doesn't really matter I know that when I get married this is kind of going to annoy me but I'm really trying to see it from both sides like if someone is like on and off again with their boyfriend or girlfriend I'm going to be like do I really have to pay for that random person they're going to break up yeah, to come yes because that is, be their, that is their life partner today yeah. the day of my wedding that's their life partner mm. so their life partner that they do everything with needs to be there to support them at this event that stereotypically in our society you get to bring your partner to it is so wild to think about it with family versus friends too because it's like with friends I just had this conversation I just went to a wedding with all of my friend group from college and it is a big friend group there's probably like 10 to 12 of us that are like literally closest friends since freshman year of of college and <laughs> I think only like two of them are married right now now three this was the like of the third wedding and a lot of people are in long-term relationships not even long-term like it's so funny because like when the first couple weddings happened I was with that long-term relationship and like he didn't go because there's you know like limits and stuff mm -hmm. now it's like years later boyfriends that have only been around for a year are being invited and it's like look, I don't care about that but it was so funny we were having this talk because we were like it's so wild to try to get a group photo at a wedding right now when there's 10 girls and like four to five guys and how that's going to happen when like the last one or two people gets married and like everyone has to bring their husband at that point. You don't get to say like if you get a plus one or you oh, don't get yeah. a plus one because everyone's married. We were like, yeah, right now, like you can pick and choose. You can be like, Kelly, um, I hang out with your boyfriend so he can come. Like, yeah, Trisha, I don't really know your boyfriend, so he can't come. And it's like, whatever, like pick and choose how you want to pick and choose. But by the time everyone's married, they yeah. have to come. And I was just talking to a good friend about this because me and her were like joking we were like oh my god it's gonna be so bad when the last couple people get married we looked at each other and we're like we're screwed <laughs> like yeah. we're gonna have to invite so many people pay for all to our wedding <laughs> but like yeah it's just so interesting same thing's happening with another smaller friend group of mine a couple are married and a couple are not and we just went to a wedding for one of them and thank god Rebecca and I are both single because like she and her she and I got to like split the hotel room got to like mm -hmm. you know travel together sit together and like <laughs> we lost it because we were standing outside talking to people before the ceremony and the photographer comes over and she's like let's go through the couple's rotation now so I don't have to hunt everyone down at cocktail hour and she's like it's couple 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 it's me and Rebecca <laughs> and we were like okay like we didn't care it wasn't like weird especially because there was the two of us I have another wedding coming up next year and I was like I just need to know if I'm gonna have a plus one or not because I just need to know like you know travel plans yeah like, if who I'm gonna split a room with luckily the couple that just got married they were like you can stay with us like we always just offer like the single friends and I was like I mean thanks like I do yeah. need someone to stay with but it's just so funny to like watch it play out from so many different aspects I know and it's just like such a weird line of like who gets like yeah I guess yeah. we are at an age where people are allowed to pick and choose but it's like yeah. could you imagine picking and like okay I guess like this is where it's coming from it's not that much different when I, I feel like a lot of influencers who are like 
embarrassed of their relationship status because like society is pushing like engagement marriage Mm -hmm. on like every single celebrity couple or whatever when that's so not normal for most people like most people spend a long time together before they get engaged so anyway I feel like I see influencers and celebrities be like he's more than my boyfriend but he's less than a fiance like we're not engaged but he's more than a boyfriend and people are like that makes me so sad I know and then all the comments are like so he's your boyfriend and it's like he's your life partner yeah like it's sad because it's like you have this pressure on you from like society and people around you to almost like prove yourself Mm -hmm. and prove your relationship and like prove how serious it is and it's like kind of sad when it comes to weddings because I feel like people get judged based on how serious the couple or the couple's family thinks other people's relationships are and it's like oh like are Aaron and this guy serious should we invite him that's the annoying part yeah so then you're like it's one thing to be like oh I don't really know them but I know the other person's plus one so they're invited I get that like if you don't know someone and you're like oh we literally have to pick and choose because we have a head count like yeah I get it. I I completely understand. But yeah, when it's like, who are you to judge how serious my relationship is versus hers? Yeah. It's like literally because she has a ring on her finger and my boyfriend can't afford a ring. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that was my situation, but I'm saying like. That's somebody's. It is somebody's. It is somebody's What I was going to say is like that stage of like, yeah, he's more than a boyfriend, but less than a fiance. Like someone trying to prove how serious their relationship is because people are making them do it. But like, there's not that much different between someone who's been in a relationship with each other for a few years and they're very very serious and they're getting ready to get engaged maybe they had that discussion or maybe they're never going to get married but they both are like we're not going to get married we're going to be together for life that stage and then also like just got engaged or just got married like those stages of a relationship are not that much different in reality like of course they have different titles but like for what it is like how those people live their lives it's not that much different right and like some people just prefer different timelines like I was happy and comfortable at two years you know like I was like okay I can see myself with this person that's great everyone else I know gets engaged at two years yeah and it's like I mean great for them but that doesn't mean their relationship is more valid than mine exactly that's I feel like what it is it's like just because you are married or have a ring on your finger doesn't mean your relationship is more valid than another couple that is just maybe taking things slower or just doesn't feel the need to get married I literally always just did not feel the need to get married when I was in that relationship we were both chilling we were content it was very healthy and happy and every time we drank with like certain friend groups they would get drunk and be like why aren't you married yet why aren't you moving in together yet why aren't you and I'm like why do you care yeah like literally why do you even care like it's one you know to give the benefit of the doubt it's one thing when like you're annoying like aunts and uncles (laughs) are like when are you gonna get married yeah your parents are like when are you gonna give us grandkids it's one thing but friends like it quite literally doesn't affect you yeah that's not gonna change this Saturday Saturday night to next Saturday night. We're going to do the same thing in the same living room, whether there's a ring on my finger or not. Yeah. Literally, why do you care? I really feel like it's because people are bored and the most exciting things in life is when your friend gets engaged and when your friend is planning a wedding. And I I really wonder, like, all those people, once they're all married, it's like, what do you talk about now? Like, now what do you ask your friend about? Because that's what you should be asking. Okay, yeah, you're right. I I literally went through it. Yeah. Like, I went through. I literally, I think there was a, a year when I had 11 weddings 
and <laughs> insane. And I I heard it from like family to friends to like then I went to like my boyfriend's friends and his family's weddings. Like there was no, I mean I had I think I had eleven and then he had some too. That's insane. So I heard it. I heard the like it was this. You you would think that I was like I love weddings and I have never have anything like horrible to say about them. Like I'm just like <laughs> yes, I want to hear you talk about planning your wedding. Like this is so exciting. That year you would have literally thought that I was miserable. You would have thought that I was the person that was like butt hurt that I wasn't the one getting married because I was like so sick of it. But it was just because I heard it all the time yeah. from everyone. Like I literally couldn't escape it and I couldn't wait for it to be over. But then it was babies. Yeah. And same thing. I am so excited for my friends that have kids. I love their kids and I know that that's what they want in life and that's amazing. But like ask me how my career is going. Yeah. Because I'm like jumping careers, jumping careers, moving up the chain. Let's talk about that. Power because moves. I am <laughs> literally just as successful as you in a different world that I want to be in. I don't want to be in your world. I don't want to be married with kids at 28 years old. Yes. If that's what you want, I love that for you. But I want to I want to grind. I want to grind right now. And yeah. I need you to congr- congratulate me on that. Rebecca and I had a whole conversation very similar to this on a recent episode. And we were like going in. And actually, one person did comment and say something really interesting. And I was like, why do old people literally all they ask you about is marriage, marriage, boyfriend, why's your boyfriend? Blah, blah. And it's like, okay, I can be a real really exciting person and be single and I can be a really exciting person and be in a relationship and my relationship status doesn't change how exciting I am. Well, old but, people ask that because it wasn't a, like that's it wasn't what, a thing when they were. Well, she age. this person commented and said for old people a woman like couldn't even do things yeah. without being in a relationship so, you or know being what? married I to a man. Just had this conversation with a friend of mine because we saw someone posted on like some social media platform like, "Oh, why are you know cheating and divorce rates so much higher now than they were back then?" And it's because of social media and everyone follows like these girls and guys and they slide into each other's DMs and it's like, "No, because now if you cheat on me, I'm going to leave you because I've been fucking grinding since I was in college. If you cheated on me back then, I couldn't have my own credit card, my own bank account, my own car, my own house. So I yeah. literally couldn't leave you. Now I'm doing good on my own. That's yeah. why I'm doing this. That's why I'm doing this. Because my fear, no, th- that's not. I'm not doing it because of my fear, but I have a fear mm-hmm. that someday I just like don't focus on my career. I focus on a significant other. I focus on kids. I settle down. I don't have my own money. Something happens. I need to support myself and I might need to support kids. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grind until I feel that I have hit the level of success that I want to hit. And then I'll hit the I'll hit those levels that you guys hit at a different age because that's when you wanted to hit them. Yeah. If you wanted to prioritize kids young and you can wait until they're older to worry about yourself, that's great. I'm going to focus on me right now. So thanks. Preach. (laughs) Okay. I have so many thoughts. Overarching idea I agree with. Okay. This is what I thought about. (laughs) One thing that crossed my mind like 15 minutes ago, but I forgot to say. I was photographing a wedding recently and we were doing couples photos and this gorgeous queen was walking into the reception room and she said, I'll do a solo shot. And I was like, 
let's go. You guys go ahead. I'm going to get a solo shot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll do as many as you want, as yeah, many poses as you want. But I'm like, queen for going to a wedding. So just to clarify, it's not that I don't want to do things alone. Oh, like, yeah. I'm fine with doing things alone. I just hate that you're treated differently based on your relationship status. And the fact that if you're like actively in a relationship and a serious relationship, aka like however the bride and groom are judging your relationship. That's what gets me. Yeah, that determines whether or not you have to attend this event alone. And I'm not talking about the events, just to clarify this entire discussion, that have a seating limit or the bride and groom financially are like, this is all we can swing right now. And we really want you, our best friend or our family member to be there. And I love your partner, but like, I'm so sorry, would you feel comfortable coming alone? Like, those are not the times I'm talking about. For example, one of our cousins got married and it wasn't as small as 25, but the venue was like this I was going to say prehistoric. No, (laughs) it's like a historic landmark or something. I don't know. Fire capacity. You could not put another human in this room by order of the fire marshal. (laughs) So even not by order of fire marshal. No one else could step foot in this room. You could not enter this room if you tried. Yeah. So months and months before, Aaron and I, this is a long time ago, but Aaron and I happened to be in relationships at the time. They did not get a plus one. And our aunt and our cousin like prefaced us beforehand. Yeah. And we're like, it's really fine. Like it was to us, it was a destination wedding anyway. So I'm like, I don't care to like bring my little boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, I was yeah. just like, it's literally the thought that counts in yeah. this moment. Like they were like, I'm sorry, like we can't do it. And I was like, it's fine. Right. I think like I'm really not, I guess like I I sound like I'm coming from so many angles here. <laughs> I know. Let me just put an, an umbrella over this and put my statement being, I'm not talking about like what you said. If there's a, a physical limit, a fiscal limit, yeah. if there is a limit, if you are, because, and I know couples do this too, like you only, your plus one only gets to come if we personally know them. I get that too. Because it's like maybe, you know, like we've been dating for the same amount of time, but your boyfriend literally comes around every weekend and the couple knows him and he's now their friend. And mine literally has never come around. And like they're like, we literally don't want a random person at our wedding. If you are the only one, you should get a plus one. Even if they don't know him. Yes. I'm talking about if like you're literally picking and choosing. If you have a group of 10 friends and everyone is in a relationship and you're like, oh, we can't afford to have everyone. So we'll either only have the engaged couple or only have friends that we know that can come. Like, so I would I would group that under fiscal. Like okay, we, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, so like like what I was saying earlier, I went to a wedding recently and like the boyfriends that were there were boyfriends that are around all the time and they're, you know, now in our friend group. And it's like, mm-hmm. of course they're there. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. makes sense. I'm talking about if we were all in relationships for the same amount of time and you're just picking and choosing, yeah. like... Uh, they seem more serious because they moved in together at six months and they didn't move in together yet, even though it's been six years. People literally pick and choose. And it's like, how, who are you to decide? Yeah, I guess like I am with you. I'm thinking like if it's not going to change the atmosphere or the bank account that drastically of the people hosting or paying for this, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like if it's at like some very big venue that if 10 people extra RSVP'd or if 10 people extra didn't RSVP or they RSVP'd no. Like those are the ones I'm talking about. Like where there's not this like we really have to pick and choose and it's like yeah. I'm so sorry like we just can't see oh, yeah. it. Like I'm talking I like I am bringing a date and you're not even going to notice if they're there or not. Absolutely. Before yeah. or after if the wedding. 
doing a literal 400 person wedding and every single person in both sides of your family and your friend group from kindergarten through college has a plus one except for one cousin yeah or one friend or one niece yeah that's where it's like bro you want someone to be alone i know <laughs> like what I know. no i i get it in most scenarios it's just hard yeah like what you were saying like our one aunt like prefaced us and then there was another we had another cousin who had another very small wedding like after that kind of same situation that like i didn't get a plus one i was still with my mm-hmm. significant other of a long but like that's where it's like i never even thought twice about it because in events like that where like you know it's small or you know it's a budget like you literally don't think twice about it because you know why they're not invited yeah it's like when you go to something huge and it's like people are touch and go about who's coming that's where it's like why are we doing this yeah why are we playing this game yeah like I get that it's a nuanced situation so I don't just want to say like all people that don't give me a plus one are evil they are I'm just kidding (laughs) but I'm just like let's be be real well let's make something clear we're better off on our own nine times out of ten no that's true (laughs) oh wait yeah I I think I already said this, but if I didn't, I just want to reiterate that I think like your boyfriend that was invited to like all these family events, I am just in the mindset of like, we don't have to look back on those weddings and be like, damn, like I should have like he was there. You're still probably happier that he was there with you. Of course. Even though you're not together now. So I just feel like that's a testament to when someone actively has a life partner, they should be allowed to bring them to events where society typically allows life partners to be. Yeah. I mean, I hate to like because I know this is like you know a very outstanding example but like look at the Kardashians Mm -hmm. Scott Disick like baby daddy he is literally part of their family now and they are so accepting of him and like yeah they went through like all kinds of crazy trauma and crap they're so accepting and like just because he's not with Courtney now like I'm sure she's still happier that he was there at a lot of points in time because he gave her her kids her family her life like I was with this person for many years there were many things he wasn't invited to and there were many things he was and I am so content with how that went. Yeah, there were definitely times when he was invited and other people were. And it's like, that's where it's like, why are we rolling these dice here? Like, yeah. that's, that's where it's like, you look at it and you're like, is this because of where I stand or where he stands or yeah. you just like someone? I Whatever. That's where it's like, mm. but yeah, like there is not one single big event in my life that I look back and think like, oh, I wish he wasn't there. Yeah. Like, like damn. I met I brought him, him before college graduation. I celebrated my college graduation with him. I met. I had him when I went to nursing school graduation. I had him through most of my friends and a good amount of my cousin's weddings. Wait, the way you're saying I had him is <laughs> like, he was like, I had him possession. in my pocket. Yeah. He was mine. And I lost him. <laughs> yeah. He slipped out. But like, there is not a single thing that I look back on and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. So back to our story. And I feel that really hard. I feel that all of our discussion just now was relevant to this because it's so nuanced. Oh, yeah. One more thing about the plus ones. I also think that if you're having this big event and it's not a fiscal reason and it's not a space reason by order of the fire marshal, maybe you can recognize that you have like 10 single girlfriends and you can be like, oh, would you guys be cool if I put all of you single girls together at a table and you guys kind of attend together? Because that's also happened to me where for destination weddings, people are like, oh, I'm going to put you in a room with a few other single girls. And I'm like, that's great, too, because you're prefacing it before. Like you are saying you're going to be alone. Right. Like you're addressing it. Yeah, exactly. You're addressing the elephant in the room. You're not just like you're coming alone. 
I, yeah, exactly. Cool. So I appreciate that as well. It's yeah. another like nuanced thing. Yeah. Okay. Now back to the story. It is so touch and go. I literally don't have an answer for this. Yeah. It's, it's so annoying because it's like four years and I kind of like that this guy is and sticking they live up for together. Him. Yeah. I kind of like that this guy is sticking up for himself because as someone who's been in a fit, like this girl's been in his family for four years, he's almost like she's going to feel like you don't care about her. She's yeah. going to feel that you don't think that she's part of the family because you're not invited her to this family event it is also hard because it's like is it a fiscal thing is it a fire marshal thing because it is so small yeah if that was like 100 200 75 50 people it's like maybe we squeeze one more in she likes you know sits by the door but like 25 is really small yeah i think if it is something see but this is the annoying thing because if he proposes to her tomorrow she's invited yeah and then they go to the courthouse in three days from now is she now invited because if they were married if they put a ring on it and went to the courthouse tomorrow and then the wedding was on saturday if she was not invited it would be a family drama post about like just from the other side of things my wife wasn't invited now it's fucked up and now now of course they are the asshole because now she has a ring on her finger and now they sign a marriage license what is different about their relationship if they signed the license or if they didn't both of those relationships could end it's crazy it really is it's crazy so like are you an asshole for not inviting your nephew's girlfriend maybe not at first maybe not at first but when he comes to you and he says this is how I feel this is my very serious life partner I don't want her to feel like she's not included in our family this is a family event I love her she's my family you're my family can we all be together like if they presented it like that maybe it would be different and I think it's also it's not like a little high schooler being like I'm not going if my girlfriend can't come it's someone saying "I'm, I'm not going if my life partner who I I live with and I've been with for four years can't come. Yeah. It's like the family can step back and be like, oh, if we want them to come, we have to invite this person. And it's not that it's, that's where I'm saying where it's it's not like a little like child doing this where you have to like look at it and be like, we want you to come. So we're just going to invite your little girlfriend. Like, that's not like this. If you yeah. want him to come, invite his life partner. Yeah. I guess the reason I was like, well, we don't know this because we don't know how old they are. So like maybe they're in college and they started dating and, in and they high still live like, together for four knows? years. Yeah. They've been together for years yeah I don't know I I think that at a first glance maybe you're not an asshole for not inviting your cousin's yeah your cousin's girlfriend to your wedding but after having a discussion and hearing where he's coming from I think it would really be beneficial to open your mind and maybe rewrite your own rules because you're the one that makes the rules and like if it's literally the fire marshal's decision that's different send us a letter yeah let us know yeah let me see it in black and white let me see take a picture of the sign in the venue that says by order of the fire marshal no more than 25 people plus the bride and groom are allowed in this space why don't you just like make like the bartender stand in the hallway (laughs) why don't you just not have a bartender why don't you not have service wait staff yeah what about like the priest leaves after he says the ceremony (laughs) and then the girlfriend comes comes in in. (laughs) maybe you just take it out to the backyard oh my god maybe you just do it low-key and don't tell the fire marshal that you're having an event that day oh my god speaking of priests saying weddings i have a couple of friends getting married that want me to officiate their wedding and i was like oh how do i get the paperwork get like the legality to the do universal this. life church yeah it is <laughs> don't I, use that as a joke in your thing please 
No, but I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought I was going to have to like give my social security number no, to like a judge. Yeah, it's not like special. I'm an ordained minister. Yeah. It's like anyone can do it. I didn't know yeah. I was going to have the title ordained minister. Yeah, wow. You know what they're going to say? We are me? in the presence. Sorry, gonna- <laughs> I didn't call you special. We are in the presence of an ordained minister. <laughs> they're going to send me a parking permit to hang on my mirror that says ministry. Wow. Do you feel holy? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, well, it's not in a church, so... Why is it called a minister if it's but I can, not religious? I can order one of those things like a priest wears. Wait, wait, wait. You can say like a religious mass? No. I can do baptisms. <gasps> what? <laughs> All because I gave them my email. I gave them my Gmail. And they said, I thought like this is because you know what a notary is? Yeah. I thought it was more like that. That's what I thought this was going to be. It was like a legal thing, not a religious thing. Wait, she's, she sends she's a me priest. this link. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the bride sends me this link and I'm like, you're joking. This is a joke. And she's like, no. Yeah. Now that I think about it, Universal Life Church. Church. So how does Universal Life Church just, you know, not trying to get political here, but thinking of the United States Constitution. How does Universal Life Church relate to legal marriage when it comes to the law? Powering you in the entire country. I don't know. All what? I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, you go to this website, you give them your first name, your last name, and your Gmail, and you're an ordained minister. <laughs> wow. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. And then they literally send you a permit that you can hang on your mirror in your car with just like made up numbers and crap. Like it's not for anywhere specific. Wow. And you just hang it. And then they give you a little badge. I'm going to start wearing the badge that says ministry. Okay. From a comedy perspective, I think you need to make, if you're going to say any of this and make a joke out of any of this, you have to make the joke about the fact that you can do baptisms (laughs) or like anything else or like maybe pull that thing out. Do not use the joke (laughs) that every person uses that's like, I've never heard this really well i got every wedding you've seen i've literally never heard of this so that's why as soon as you said it i was like oh she knows what this is yeah she my friend sent it to me today and i was like i'm sorry a church you want me to be a minister and she was like it's the way to do it and i was like what well everyone because you know how at the end of a wedding ceremony in the united states like typically you say by the power invested in me or vested in me i now pronounce you yeah so a lot of people like to be funny they'll say by the power vested in me by the state of new jersey or the state of pennsylvania and the universal life church and then everyone laughs because everyone knows Um, the universal life church is an idea i I mean not an idea the universal life church is a website I've literally never heard of this in my entire life. I wow. can't believe it. Like, I thought that I was, like, signing up for the clergy when she sent me this. I was like, can I just go to the courthouse and get paperwork there? Yeah, and that's she was it. like, you don't need to. That's Because I thought for license, like marriage licenses, you would need, like, a notarized witness. So and apparently that's... you get that at the courthouse before you're, you're like, oh. married on paper before your wedding. That's what a right. marriage license is. Well, people sign it on the day of a lot of the time. I guess, Like, yeah. they'll sign it in the best. So, yeah, I guess they already had their witness sign it and then they like Those their notarized, notarized witness and then they yeah. have like eat like two more witnesses i don't know i don't know all of this for a tax break Ugh, is it worth it no well it is because otherwise your your plus one can't come to the wedding <laughs> yeah wait that's so true if you don't have a marriage license with four signatures plus the notarized minister you're not getting a plus one i'm so right, sorry right 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 yeah you just you simply don't i don't care if you've lived with them for four years yeah I don't care if you live with them for 10 years, 20 years. You could have 16 kids together. You're not getting a plus one, buddy. Unless there's a name on a license in a courthouse filing cabinet. From the Universal (laughs) Life Church. Yes. 
So yeah, so I think maybe I'll I'll talk to the couple about it, obviously. Um, but I'll probably say the wedding and then maybe offer up baptisms behind the bar afterwards. Yes. Well, okay, now I feel bad for making fun of the joke that everyone uses because it is kind of funny. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick because I she texted it to me. It is kind of funny when because people really think that like it has to be this important thing person that goes through a lot of steps when like in reality anyone can get it julia she, got it our little cousin Trisha's little she sister it? she just thought it was funny <laughs> so it says become ordained and you click the link universal life church so online ordination you just have to put your name your country and a password and you don't have to pay if you want yeah you do have to pay um you don't have to pay to like get the certification but they won't send you the paperwork that gives you like the like the rights to do it i guess i don't know who's even gonna check the pay i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna buy the the paperwork packet yeah. because then it comes with like a marriage certificate that i can like write their names on or like put that in their card or some shit wait um, i have a possibly unpopular opinion and i could be wrong about this but like in theory like the marriage like let's say you get married just out of wedding venue or like on the beach or whatever and i guess like your cousin or your aunt or your friend gets ordained on that website and then says you're your marriage or your wedding and then after they say the marriage then you go and sign the marriage license what if the person who was giving the wedding ceremony wasn't ordained and you just had like the judge at the courthouse and two witnesses or that's i think you're legally married before the wedding right that's so, so like, that's does what it she really? Said. I guess my question is, does it even matter if the person so. who's okay? I don't think so. Because like that ceremony, like, is more just about emotion, yeah, and like religion for people. Yeah, for most like, people, it's like a religious thing. Like they want to do it in the church. I would say not most people. Though. Well, like, like I, would the, think, I guess like, that's how it originated. Yeah, that's how it know? originated. I think this couple specifically wants their wedding to be in the Universal Life Church, so that's why they're doing this okay. not a courthouse wedding. Interesting. Saying, I really do just wonder, like, so I'm, why I'm does not... the person that's like reading the like sweet like poems and like writing the sentences yeah, about the couple, I'm like, is that just so? Like, I'm not an seeing thing? it anywhere here now, but I could have sworn when I looked on my computer it said like perform baptisms. <laughs> She's um, lying. She's about to perform baptisms and then everyone's going to find her literally out. Literally <laughs> baptize you with a bag of wine behind the bar after the wedding ceremony. And you know what I'm not seeing? I will report back on this. We're Copyright, dying to know. Copyrighted 1998 to 2023. Yeah, so I will report back on this. I did like double check. I was like, you might want to like take this. Here's my certificate. Wow, it's gorgeous. I was like, you might want to <laughs> take. frame it. Yeah, I was like, you might want to take this to like a courthouse and like make sure I can actually say your wedding. She goes, well, I Googled become an officiant and that was the first thing that popped up. So that's where I was like, how serious is this? But you're saying everyone does it. Yeah, um, everyone who's not in a church. Yeah, Either she said, hires someone that's like their job is wedding officiant or it's like their friend or their aunt or their cousin yeah. that does that. Yeah. And says so, the wedding. Yeah. She said, all of the links are bringing Jesus into this. It's weird. <laughs> Um, and then I said, it's so weird. I thought I would have to send my social security number to like the county or a judge, but I just had to tell them my name is Erin at gmail.com. Never tell the universal life church your social security. <laughs> Something about that just she doesn't said, seem right. She said, but it looks so legit. They're showing all of the celebrities who are also officiants. <laughs> 
And then I was like, but aren't you technically married when you go to the courthouse before? And she said, yes, that's why I don't get why officiants even have to be licensed. That, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Um, but Because we're making it legal by going to court before. She said, I asked my fiance what speci- specifics he was worried about. He said, I really just don't want people coming up saying random things and it being all wrong. She says, I told him Aaron could just say the lyrics to Elmo's world and we probably wouldn't even notice and we'd just be married. Who he is this? <laughs> my college roommate. <laughs> so odd. Well, okay. Well, back to her story. Are they an asshole for not yeah, inviting? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my final answer as yes, they're I, I kind of am too. The top comment agrees. Okay, done. Next. Stand up for yourselves, people, though. Don't let anyone force you into a relationship. True. Focus on your career, <laughs> your own money, your own vibes. Travel by yourself. Or do it with a sister. Entitled mom encourages child to ask for our window seat. This was at the beginning of the pandemic, just before countries were beginning their lockdowns. The wife and I were visiting our families in our country of birth and had to rush back to our home country. The airline had pre-canceled our pre-booked flights and rerouted us via three other flights across various countries. This also meant that the seats we'd booked wouldn't be the ones we'd be getting. I feel like their whole... I'm saying this in support of the OP. I feel like the whole, oh, the airline canceled, we rebooked, rerouted, like we needed to get here. It was an emergency. Like all that's irrelevant, I think. it is. You could just be wanting to go to Vegas with your girl. Yeah. Girls. (laughs) And I got the window seat on that flight. (laughs) Okay, let's see. To say it was a nightmare of a journey wouldn't be an exaggeration. While the first flight was barely three hours, the second flight was nine hours of being wedged between people in the center row after a 10-hour layover. All this is irrelevant, in my opinion. Why are you reading it? Skip it. I'm just trying to set the scene. We don't need a scene. All right. Our luck turned for the better on the final flight as we were assigned window and middle seat, seating configuration 343 upon boarding. We realized that the aisle seat between mine was unoccupied. Overjoyed, I took the seat while my wife took the window seat. We were barely able to keep our eyes open at this point and we're looking forward to getting some sleep at last. All was going well until mom boarded with two kids, male 11, female 7, in tow. We'd seen them at the airport and could tell this was their only flight, or at least their first. They were assigned the middle row of four seats between the three of them, just a few rows ahead of us. While putting their bags into the overhead bin, the mom was scanning the other seats and spotted the empty one between my wife and I. There was no way in hell either my wife or I were going to be seated next to some other person's child. Mm -mm. Once the doors were closed and we were waiting to start taxi stage, her son starts loudly whining about wanting a window seat. In no time, the little brat starts crying and demanding a window seat. The Mm -mm. passengers around them were clearly annoyed at listening to a freaking 11-year-old throw a tantrum. 11-year-old? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought it was going to be a 5-year-old. That's an adult at that point. You should be tried as an adult. That kid should have a plus one to your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Throw a tantrum, but we are way too decent to say anything. Instead of telling her child to STFU, the mother encourages you to imagine. Okay, it is a child, you guys. I, I, I switch up so fast here. I'm like, that's an adult. And then she's like, tell the child to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's a little much. The mother encourages the son to go ask passengers if they'd be willing to give up their seat while turning around and looking at my wife and me. Nope. I woke my wife up to inform her of what to expect and told her to stand her ground if the lady asked. When the flight crew came back to check our seatbelts, they saw the woman standing up and told her to sit down and buckle up. We noticed her trying to say something to the attendant, but could not hear what was being said. Once up in the air, the seatbelt signs were turned off. The mother once again stands up to look in our direction, but I made sure not to make any eye contact. By then, the kid had settled into his seat, but the mother was adamant on looking for some sucker to give up their window seat. 
Her plan was to get her son to sit somewhere else while she and her daughter could lay comfortably across the four seats. Oh, hell no. Since that didn't work, she chose to keep glaring at me every time she got up to use the toilet. At one point, I smiled at her and got an even worse stare. No, to parents traveling with young kids, we get that traveling with kids isn't easy, but that doesn't mean you're entitled to have other people sacrifice their comfort to make your life easier. We all reap what we sow. I stand by that so hard. I get it. It's hard. I I understand. I nannied for years. I didn't even like have to travel on a plane, but like getting them into the car or like the store. It is so hard. I get it. I see it. But that is your life, not mine. Yeah. I stand so firmly with if I wanted that to be my life, it would be. Mm-hmm. I chose this path because I don't want to travel with children. I want to travel with myself or my sister or my pl- friend or my plus one. That is like like one, one thing that really gets under my skin because I was... Sorry, real quick side note, and then I'll jump back to the story. I was out to dinner with my boyfriend of five, six years one night, and it was like a hibachi dinner where there was like a bunch of people around the table, and he and I were in our mid to late 20s. He's older than me, so late 20s. Been together for many years. Neither of us were ready for marriage or kids, and we were very happy with where we were. These people sit down with two children who were screaming the entire dinner, running around the table. Like, it's one thing to, like, be running around were loud out of the way but then they were like coming behind our chairs and like fighting with each other and started like elbowing our seats and like hitting our seats and I was like rolling my eyes because the parents weren't saying anything the parents were like haha kids like everyone gets to that stage in life and I was like I I think that like he grabbed me and held me down because I almost leaped out of my seat and was like if I wanted to be at that point in my life because they I swear to god this couple was our age and it's like No, not everyone hits that point in life. Just because you chose to do that and you chose to let your kids run around the fucking hibachi and be obnoxious, I can tell you one thing. My parents never let me do that in a restaurant. No. Second, if I wanted a child to hit me right now, I would have my own. Thank you very much. I do not want your weird, annoying child that cried because he couldn't catch the shrimp in his mouth kicking my seat. Sorry. So if we were on a plane and I chose my seat and you failed to choose the seat that you wanted, I am not getting up and giving it to your child so that you can have more leg room. Absolutely not. And maybe that sounds harsh because, yeah, it's hard to deal with kids. And maybe I'm going to rue this day when I have a child that I have to travel with. But I chose not to do that at this point in my life. So do not put that on me. Okay. Yeah. That you had a story like this on another episode. I don't know who you did the episode with, but you said someone paid to select their seat on a plane and someone else asked if they could switch. No, you could have paid for that seat if you wanted that seat. You did not do this. This is on you. You knew your kid was going to throw a temper tantrum or you knew you were going to want the best window seat for your child. You should have picked the seat when you booked the flight. Also, just she's so entitled. It's not even about like her kid doesn't have a seat or they're lacking something or they have this horrible experience. The kid was having a meltdown. All kids have meltdowns and he got over it. He calmed himself and is sitting in the seat quietly. The mom is being selfish. She doesn't want the kid to move for the kid. She wants the kid to move for herself. Right. She wants someone else. She already has four seats for three people. Yeah. And two are kids. She wants someone else, a stranger, to be uncomfortable and make a sacrifice so that she can be more comfortable. Mm-mm. That's just insane. No. So I don't give a shit whether you just had the most traumatic travel experience of your life and this is your 19th flight in a row after 15 
15 days of layovers or whether you just got on the flight and it's a three hour flight and you're going on vacation with your best friends. Don't get out of your seat. You don't owe them anything. Yeah. You literally don't owe anyone anything. No. And for her to be giving you dirty looks, please, please. Are you crazy? This happened on... I had a 17-hour flight from Vancouver to Sydney, Australia with a friend of mine. It was a full, it was a huge full flight. And when we booked it, we knew that. Like, we the picking was slim, and there was rows of four, and me and her were like, we can either sit on aisles and be far apart from each other, but we were like, for 17 hours, we should probably be together. So we picked two seats together in the middle of a four-row in, like, the back of the plane, and there ended up being families on the plane, and they wanted to get, like, all four or all six of them together so they were just like randomly moving other people's seats around and I was like I can tell you one thing I paid to pick this seat and although it is literally probably the worst seat on the plane if they split us up and kind of the same thing like I had just flown two hours had an hour layover six hours had a two hour layover and was about to fly 17 hours I mean so I I was at like a 24 hour time of travel I was like if they split us up I'm gonna lose my shit like I was like I was just as tired as like what this OP is saying but at the same time like regardless of the past someone else shouldn't have to suffer because you didn't plan accordingly yeah and like I get don't get me wrong like I get wanting to sit with the people you're traveling with like we've asked other people like oh do you mind switching a seat if it like is beneficial for them or like it's not an inconvenience or something like if you want me to switch like two seats back so you can sit with your buddy fine like I I get it but if you're literally gonna split me up from someone on a 17 hour flight so that instead of the family of four having like two and two they can all four sit together no they should have booked it yeah they should have booked it like that because guess what I paid for this middle terrible no leg room seat so I could sit with my friend and sleep next to her on this plane yeah no I'm with you and it's just insane too because it's not even like a flight attendant or she like asked the gate agent or the flight attendant is there any way I could change to sit with my kids she's trying to change so she doesn't have to sit with her kids that's insane also call me a biatch but there has been adult couples that have asked me or not even asked me but like kind of like implied that they want to sit together and can they sit together and take my aisle seat and I've said no yeah like we're going to Florida from Philadelphia it's three hours you don't have to sit with your girlfriend the entire time yeah yeah I'm like I'm sorry no I'm taking the aisle seat and I don't feel bad about it like I it's just so and if and also I've been shafted to a middle seat sitting between three siblings like in this exact plane layout the three four three in a middle seat with a sibling number one, me, sibling number two, sibling number three for 11 hours and I don't complain. So like, I don't give a shit. Absolutely not. I know. I literally never complain on flights. I think that's why I get so irked at these stories. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I get on the plane, I pop my drama. I get so motion sick, I pop my drama. I mean, wake me up in five hours. I'll take another one if I have to. Like, I literally just, like, am so chill on flights. So when, like, I hear these stories, I say, like, oh, I would lose my shit. I've actually never lost my shit <laughs> because I literally don't care. But I just can't fathom these things happening because it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's not that deep. Like, your kid's already sitting in the seat let it sleep Jesus 
I always see those videos on planes where everyone's like screaming and yelling and then you have one person that stands up and they're the most normal, calm person and everyone listen, we're all dying here. Like we're all, everyone has to relax and like they're yelling at the person who's yelling at the flight attendant. They're telling everyone else to relax. I always imagine myself as that person, like the white knight, just me standing up being like, you guys, don't worry. We're all in this together and yelling isn't going to help. And then I'm like, I don't think I would ever I am, actually be able to do that I would imagine myself being like that but I know that I am so far from that when everyone's freaking out I would be like please don't wake me up <laughs> like, I'd be we like terrified that someone's gonna like beat me up or like pull no. out a weapon we were on a flight one time I think we were going to Vegas so it was like a six-hour flight it was like a medium-length flight like, it wasn't long but it wasn't it was only like four two hours. hours I don't know it was me Kelly and another friend of ours and both Kelly and the other friend were like oh on the last flight I was on there was a medical emergency as I'm like popping my drowsy Dramamine and like getting cozy on the tray table and they were like what do we do if there's a medical emergency like Erin should we wake you up and I was like no like put my head down they were like you want us to wake you up for snacks I was like yeah you can wake me up for snacks I think we were flying spirits so there was most civic duty (laughs) there was most definitely not snacks because we were on a spirit flight yeah which is probably why I said that but I was like no like I'm I'm drugged right now like I don't care if this plane has fallen out of the sky if people are literally in a fist fight if a kid's throwing a temper tantrum because he wants the window seat I don't care let me sleep because we're all gonna end up in the same place at the end of this and there's no medical emergencies there was no I think the knock on wood I have never been on a flight where there is a medical emergency oh my god I was it was so scary because I knew that there was nothing I could do it was, mm. I, I think the guy, thankfully, he just passed out, but yeah. it was right after takeoff. And this woman, like right across from me, I was in a middle seat. My friend was in the window, and then there was a stranger in the aisle, and it was across. And this woman gets up and starts screaming, Help, help, is there a doctor? And starts like running. And I was, I was freaking out because I was like, I have no knowledge. Like, I can't do anything to help this person. And if this person dies in front of me, I'm going to be like, Scarred. Scarred. And yeah. I'm going to feel like I needed to do more but like there's nothing I can do when someone is passing out or having a heart attack like I'm a I am helpless thank god he was okay and there was doctors or nurses on the plane and he just passed out but I was like that was terrifying all right fine wake me up wake me up (laughs) if there's a medical emergency I can't guarantee I can't I'm not delivering a baby I can't do that but I can like I would rather deliver a child than deal with like a heart attack or something I guess like I don't know you think you could deliver a child no but if it was life or death and it was in the plane next to me and no one else was there would you know what to do I mean is it a normal birth where it just like peacefully comes out and then (laughs) you think that's a normal birth I don't know peacefully comes out okay I'll say is it the um anomaly birth the like one percent where it comes out and then the mom doesn't have a medical emergency and the baby is peacefully sleeping and we can handle it until we do an emergency landing in the nearest major city i don't know (laughs) i guess the one thing about like delivering a baby on a plane is that like if there is literally not a doctor or nurse i do think flight attendants are semi-trained medically for emergencies like to an extent yeah i know i would get that sucker thing and suck out of their nose yeah you definitely have to do that Um, 
be like, does anyone have a sucker thing? Yeah. A big plastic ball with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> but I would think that there would probably be like a mom or a dad who like delivered babies yes. that could be like maybe step in. That's why I'm saying that I am helpless because if there's 300 people on a flight, I just guarantee that statistically I'm not the one that has the most medical knowledge. So if I ever have to deliver a child with no doctors or nurses present, I'm going to do my best. But I had this talk one time. I'm I'm making no promises. (laughs) I had this talk one time with this guy. I was on a date and he was like a first year plastic surgery resident. And we were literally having this exact conversation. And it was like, I always tell people not to wake me up on a flight. And I was like, you're literally a doctor. And he was like, I've been a doctor for four minutes and I do plastic surgery. (laughs) And I was like, touche. (laughs) I was like, all right. I like to say that I'm a fake healthcare provider, but I feel you. He's like, yeah, we're in the same boat here. I think (laughs) I. I am the only one out of the three of us, you, me, and that guy. I can justifiably say, do not wake me up during a medical emergency. (laughs) All right, fine, fine. Wake me up. I can't promise it's going to go well. Yeah. Fine. (laughs) Okay, should we do one more? Yes. And sorry for the tangents to the people that send the hate mail that they like the story. I'm not sorry, actually. I love when we talk about this stuff for three hours. Actually, speaking of flights and um, our fans, no, this is just a quick shout out. Our fans. I just booked a flight today to go somewhere (laughs) that we went before and we put up Stop the Internet (gasps) stickers. Yes! And someone DM'd, it was in Florida, and someone DM'd us and said, I saw your sticker and now I'm a loyal listener. Oh my God, yes. So thank you so much. We're coming back. I don't think you were from Florida. I think you just happened to see our sticker in the city there. We are going back soon, um, a year later. And meet, me sticker... at the, meet me at the light post. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's meet at the light post where the sticker was. Um, I'm going to go see if it's still But there. thank you so much for sending. Like, literally, as soon as you said where you saw our sticker, we were like, I remember putting it there. And, yes. like, we appreciate you for listening. And they said they listen to every episode. I was like, wow. He was like, just let you know. Your marketing works. And I was like, let me go shed a tear. Literally, thank you. thank you for letting us know our marketing works. And we are about, I literally booked my flight today for us to go back to that same spot so if you are there let us know oh my god that would be fun that would be so much fun stop the internet party in florida yay okay let's do one more i want to talk about venmo requesting but i feel like that's going to be a whole another hour-long discussion so maybe yeah, we save that i will go time. off on that <laughs> okay we'll do this one am i the asshole for rejecting my best friend's request to propose at my wedding nope they're the asshole for asking My husband and I, 30 male and 27 female, got married last month and had a small, wonderful wedding. Two weeks before the wedding, my best friend slash maid of honor's boyfriend, 28 female and 27 male, asked if it would be okay to propose during my reception. I first told him how thrilled I was that he was proposing to my friend and how excited she would be, but I really wasn't comfortable with him proposing during the wedding, at least as a public thing. He seemed totally shocked that I said no, which I can understand. He said that weddings are supposed to... Wait, first of all, he's shocked and you understand it. You're a better person than I am. Talk about an empath. (laughs) He said that weddings are supposed to be about celebrating love and that as her, his girlfriend's best friend, I should want them to finally be engaged after 11 years together. Wow. She doesn't... This is what I hate about people that are trying to like manipulate people or gaslight them. It's like, oh, you're not going to let me propose at my wedding. I thought you would be happy that we were finally going to be engaged after 11 years. 
Don't so put bad. this on me. Don't put so your bad. problems on me. This is not my fault. The fact that you're not engaged yet and the fact that the only day of my entire life that I am not going to let you propose to my best friend is at my wedding. Now this is suddenly my fault that you're not engaged after 11 years. It's now my fault. The okay, manipulation is unfathomable. <laughs> I know. Unfathomable. I hate people have done this to me before. Not to this extent, but the like, fine, I guess I'll just do this instead. And I'm like, when was I brought into this argument? I'm like, yeah. none of this is my fault you waited 11 years buddy yeah you can wait one more day real quick another side note do you know robin roberts just got engaged to her girlfriend or i guess or married her wife now of 18 years imagine being with someone for 18 years she didn't get a plus one to her cousin's (laughs) wedding and she knew it was time 18 years i'm just like i mean and i know like life happens and that's what makes you change your mind but like i would think that at 18 years we would be firm in the we are not getting married mindset or if we were gonna get married we wouldn't have waited 18 years that's crazy i I mean congratulations to them that's awesome but like 18 i think she was just busy during that time (laughs) yeah i guess she was busy i haven't heard her name in so long so now i did not hear that but congrats congrats, robin roberts and your wife 18 years you guys congrats on making it that long period (laughs) sorry continue Okay, anyway, gaslighted me. Okay, I absolutely want that for them, but I just didn't understand why it needed to happen during the 5.5-hour window of my ceremony cocktail reception. I was very apologetic and offered to help however I could with a proposal on any other day, but he was clearly not happy with me. Ew. I hate you. I literally hate you. You're gaslighting her and you're a loser. I hadn't heard from my maid of honor since the wedding, which is probably the longest we've ever gone without talking. Oh, so his manipulation worked on her. Wow. I had tried several times to get in touch with her and let her know at one point that I had something of hers she had lost at the wedding. Never any response. I texted the other day saying I was going to drop the lost item off at her house so she'd have it and she finally responded. Apparently during the after party at the hotel bar, Maid of Honor's boyfriend got very drunk and told her that she would have been engaged that night if I hadn't ruined his plan. (sighs) She said she isn't exactly mad at me, but she feels like her future engagement is ruined and that I denied her a chance at happiness. I told her I was so sorry that the conversation ended pretty awkwardly. Another mutual friend who knows what's going on says she doesn't love that he planned to propose at the wedding, but thinks I'm the asshole for ultimately saying no. This Come is again? a different kind of toxic. I'm sorry? It's her fault now? I'm speechless. The, these, like, not to jump the gun on, like, this story, but, like, these are the kind of people that when you decide you want healthy relationships in your life, you cut these friendships off. This is, like, all kinds of nonsense because not only are they toxic for each other, they're manipulating and gaslighting you. And everyone around them. Absolutely not. Another friend. Hard no. If any of my friends came to me and they were planning to propose at someone else's wedding and the other person said no, I would say, oh, that's okay. Cool that you asked. What's the new plan? The thing is, he was planning it. It's... uh, 
<clears throat> Another thing about asking a favor of someone, if you ask a favor of someone and they say no and you get mad at them and you say, you ruined everything, you ruined my plan. That's not a favor, is it? That's a plan you made in your head and you were set on the outcome. And you were so entitled that this was going to be for you, done for you. Yeah. You assumed that they would say yes. So it's not a favor if you're just assuming that everything is going to be done for you. Oh, you know what? He was probably worried that he wouldn't be the plus one to the wedding because there's (laughs) not a ring on her finger. (laughs) I don't think so because he was waiting until the cocktail hour and the reception to slide the ring on his finger and take all the attention onto them. Please. Let me make let me make one quick note. I see and I can I can give appreciation to. I don't appreciate, but I can give appreciation to the brides that do the like toss the bouquet and it goes right to the one person and that's how they do their proposal because that means you're next and, and all that like corny shit. I can give appreciation to that. But if someone says no, someone says no. Yeah. And when and when I say no, if you're gonna act like this, you're not coming to my wedding. No. Not that I'm getting a wedding, but like just saying it in my dream if I had one. You need to take your best friend's face in your hand and slap her across the (laughs) face a few times and say, girl, you're going to blame it on me that I asked one thing, one little thing of your rinky dink little boyfriend that waited 11 years to propose to you. He picked one day in 11 years to get butthurt over, pull the ring and whatever stick it's on out your butt. Okay. We're not doing this. If my boyfriend asked my best friend to propose at her wedding, first of all, I would break up with him. Second of all, you know what? But I'm not going to judge you because if that's your cup of tea, that's your cup of tea. Okay. If my boyfriend then told me your best friend ruined my proposal and you'd be engaged right now if it wasn't for your best friend, a.k.a. the bride, I would I I would hope that nobody would have me in their little web of gaslighting manipulation so deep that I couldn't look at it for what it is and say, why the hell would you ever pick a day that couldn't just be about me? Why do you want it to be about somebody else? Make it about your girlfriend and you. Why do you have to try to take it away from the bride and groom and be like, oh, well, she ruined it, bitch. You ruined it. I hate him. I hate him. My skin is crawling. I have no words. I? I literally could take this gavel and (laughs) knock you out with it. This is That's so not wrong. all I would do. It's not all this gavel can do. Once you're on the floor knocked out, I take the gavel. On. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> and now we're going to jail. <laughs> now someone's going to be insane. banging a gavel at me for threatening people's lives. Yeah, I'm just kidding. This is parody. Anyway, I hope that if a man ever said that to me, I would be able to see through them and be like, "You not proposing after 11 years is nobody's fault but your own." Yup. Would you say 11,000 days? <laughs> it might as well be. You had 11,000 days to pro- to propose. And you want to pick a window, <laughs> a 5.5, she said it too, 5.5 hour window. Any other day in the history of your life and your future, you can have. And I will help you. I will personally help you plan it. 5.5 hours, I'm going to say no. <laughs> and and that's the person that ruined your proposal. Please. Please. That's why you're not engaged after 11 years. I'd say, you know what? Actually, you're not my fiance and you're not even my boyfriend. Good night. Please. 11 years. <laughs>
Maybe that's why Robin Roberts had to wait 18 years because they're best friends that they could Because every day she had a wedding. For 18 years, she had a wedding every single day. And she's like, well, every single friend said no. We just can't do it. And you know, a respectful queen. Yeah, literally. Wow. Unreal. Yeah, I I genuinely am at a loss for words on that. That's just like classic. If you don't think manipulation is real, there's your man right there. (laughs) Yeah. He's right there in the phone doing it. I hate him. And that's that on that. (laughs) Good thing we kept our cool about the stories today. (laughs) We weren't heated at all. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I'm sweating now, so I'm going to go shower. I'm a little bit warm, too. I can't believe it. Wow. We just started with that to get us in the mood. Yeah, wow. No, because then we would be too pissed off for all the other stories. Yeah, that's true, to keep our composure. Yeah. True. Well, thank you for listening. If you are going to be in Florida in the month of January, let us know when and where you'll be, because we might also be in Florida at some point in the month of January. (laughs) Putting up Stop the Internet stickers that are marketing work. True. So thank you as always. Always for being loyal. And please share our podcast with your friends. I share it with my friends, but all my friends are on the podcast. Just kidding. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Notable ULC ministers, Conan O'Brien, Lady Gaga, Paul McCartney, Stephen Colbert, (laughs) The Rock.